my hope is that by the end of this program, students have not only gotten competent and confident in taking on an ownership opportunity, but that those two things of like, I don't know how to be healthy and well as a veterinarian, and I don't know how to keep up with the pace of change aren't something they worry about anymore because they know how to step into that and they know how to, how to lead in that space. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Courtney Post, and this is Let's Vet Together by Suveto, a show where we'll be highlighting stories of growth, ownership, and well-being in the veterinary industry and having real conversations about how we can make veterinary medicine better for everyone. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're glad you're here. If you've already been a part of our community, make sure to follow us on whatever platform you're listening from and give us a review to let us know how we're doing. We really appreciate you for coming back. Welcome everyone to Let's Vet Together. Today, I'm super excited to have my friends and colleagues on the podcast, Dr. Rob Trimble, Dr. Kat Foray. This is a treat for us. We we talk every day, all day, but uh, this is a special occasion that we're going to actually record one of our crazy conversations <laughs> and share it with our network. <laughs> so before we... <laughs> really get into kind of the the reason we're we're coming together today. Could you both introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the treat that you brought with you today? Yeah, Kat, you go first. Sure. Okay. Well, my name is Catherine Foray, and I'm a veterinarian. I live in Louisiana, and it's a really fun time to be from Louisiana. So we got we got Mardi Gras happening. So I brought my mask, and I'm going to do the whole Zoom. With this mask on, does that work? Please do. Yes. Please. <laughs> so let's la bonne roulet. So we're gonna let the good times roll, and yeah, that's what I'm excited to kind of talk about a little bit about go and life and how it's truly letting the good times go. Oh, roll. Uh, what? Yeah. Love it. So, yep. That's me. All right. Cat bringing the Mardi Gras fun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good local food that goes with Mardi Gras too, which 100%. that's a bucket list item for me. Is oh, to, come on. Yeah. To experience Cake, it. Boys, all of it. Beignets. Get some beignets while you're down there. 100%. Everyone, everyone has time to plan Mardi Gras. So uh, Tuesday is in fact from when we're recording this right now, it's next week, guys. Yes, so. it's this week. Like big, big is happening. So Quick trip through the donut shop this morning because we were running late and we said that's what we will do. And um, this week, the popular item that they were already sold out of was everybody knows what a kolache is, but these are boudin stuffed kolache. So it's like Cajun jambalaya mixed in there. So wow. it's already sold out. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Dr. Trimble. Hey guys, I'm Rob Trimble. I'm a veterinarian as well. Graduated in 2013, uh, private practice for a couple of years, then very quickly got sucked up into the Bay Area where I started doing animal healthcare startups, um, house calls and telemedicine, a little bit of app development in there. Um, Played around with the nonprofit world with the VEA. That's where I met Harbor for the first time at the Veterinary Entrepreneurship Academy. Uh, And now I'm here full-time at Harbor. Meet you, Rob. What's that? It was our meet queue, like in, right. a, in a rom-com. It's when <laughs> when Rob met Harbor slash Suvetto was all because of the That's right. Movie. That's right. Um, and now I get to do this full-time at Harbor, building uh, educational pathways and, and really exciting uh, and immersive um, shared learning environments 
that bring students and early career veterinarians together uh, out of isolation, bring them together, building community through shared learning opportunities that ultimately uh, attract some of the best talent in the world to Civetto. And yeah. so that's what I'm waking up every day and doing. And that's what we're going to talk about today is that yeah. specifically the early career veterinarian in this incredible, really first of its kind program that that we are embarking on this year yeah. that Dr. Trimble and Dr. Foray have been at the center of. But before we do, Rob, yeah, what is your local treat that you're My local treat. You know, I was in the Bay Area. It was known for, uh, you know, wine. It's not too far away from Napa. Well, here in Fort Collins, Colorado, where I live, we have really good water. Uh, thanks to the <laughs> called the Poudre River, uh, we've got some really good water, and actually because of that really good water, it's attracted a ton of breweries. We've got like twenty five or six different breweries in Fort Collins. It's wow. insane. So my special treat is a local beer from um, the Black Bottle Brewing Company just up the road here. Black Bottle Brewing Company in Fort Collins. Uh, I need some of that down here. Scuba yeah. Steve. It's a classic for anybody who's gone to Colorado State. They probably have had a Scuba Steve. So that's so my local here, treat. I would have thought that that Fort Collins and Colorado in general would attract breweries because of your captive audience and the really fun and and folks that are so active, they need a lot of hydration. Not that because it had really special water. So I've learned yes and. today. So Colorado's water is to beer as New York City's water is to bagels. Ah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. The New York City bagels are so good. That's right. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, fun. Uh, well, thank you for, for both bringing some local flair with you. And uh, as I mentioned, today we're really going to isolate a conversation around early career veterinarians and what we have embarked on this year at Suveto, which is Harbor Go, or our graduation to ownership business fellowship. And, you know, we, we re rewind a little bit and say, you know, we've had this wonderful relationship with uh, veterinary students and Rob and his team have created incredible programs to really develop um, and uh, allow students to explore their entrepreneurial energy and business fundamentals and community while they're in school. Um, but we realized that we needed this, this really um, uh, distinct path from vet school into our amazing uh, Suveto Veterinary Health Hospitals. And we had an opportunity to create an impactful program, both for the students that are, that are entering into it and soon to be early career veterinarians, but also our Suveto Veterinary Health Hospitals and what impact this program could have on them. So I will open it up to each of you and say for our GO program, Graduation Ownership, what makes you individually excited for that? You know, Kat, I've heard you talk about like what this program means to you, and I'd love for you to share that today. Yeah, you know, the story of going out and doing it all by yourself and starting from nothing shouldn't be how most people's stories start. You should try to surround yourself with really smart people and gather information and take something that's already good and mold it into your great. As you get out as a veterinarian, your, your focus should be on what type of medicine are you going to practice? How can you spay a dog and then go take care of a cat 
and then check somebody into the hospital and then answer a call with a client who has a question. That's where your focus should be. However, some veterinarians are really interested into who they're going to be, not right when they graduate, but in a couple of years. And so, so many will put medicine on the forefront and only focus on that and then business a little bit later. And I think you can blend them beautifully together. That was my story. I only practiced uh, medicine for zero days without considering business. So it really was from even prior to graduation, taking business courses, coming up with our game plan, writing things on napkins, working um, with my spouse, who's also a veterinarian, to come up with our game plan. And so that was always our trajectory. We started from the ground zero on a couple of things, and that's just not in today's fast-paced world where students are graduating vet school so much smarter. We know so much more about the human-animal bond and how to effectively communicate about medicine and their pet and acupuncture. I mean, veterinarians are graduating with more degrees than just being a veterinarian. Absolutely. So the, the business aspect, you know, we need, to, we need to make the mom and pop or the corporate thing really cool and fun. And we need to make business fun. And that's, I had a couple of years where it wasn't really all that fun. I had to pick and choose what I was going to do. And I really think Go is changing that. I know Go is changing that. Super exciting. What about you, Rob? What, oh, what excites man. you about this program? How and, long is this and, podcast and let, again? I'd like everyone right. on this podcast to know that Don't drink the Dr. Beer Rob first. Trimble is in the heart of creating all of the content and how is this going to show up and what is the cadence and and how do early career veterinarians and need to learn, as, as Kat said, how to spay an animal and turn around and check someone into a room and also pick up the phone and, and talk to a pet owner about a, and a you know patient they may have seen last week. All of that is being built into this experience within Go um, that Rob is really at the center of like, you know, kind of the creation site of. So Rob, like what makes you most excited about this program, both from when, you know, this idea started last year to where you are today? Oh man, I was, I, if this was an hour long podcast, I'm not sure it would be enough time to really start uh, digging into all the reasons I'm excited about this program. I guess if I could distill it down to one word, uh, it's probably freedom. Mm. Um, you know, one of the things that really attracted me to Savetto was that it is giving more opportunities and more options for veterinarians to pursue what I would consider a sense of freedom through ownership. Right. Ownership of their own hospital if they want to pursue independent ownership or, if, you know, you don't want the full weight of ownership on your shoulders. You can pursue this shared ownership model that we're building now with Vovets um, or even with VSOP, giving every single veterinarian and soon to be a, a employee within Savetto an opportunity to experience ownership of their hospital, equity ownership, a small piece in their ownership of their hospital. The thing that's attracted me most to it is that it's not we're not just teaching professional skills and medical skills, but we're teaching young veterinarians how to exercise freedom through owning their decisions, mm -hmm. through owning um, through owning their careers. But that doesn't come naturally, right? A lot of people, we've, we've come up in organizations where you come to work and you say, well, tell me what to do, boss. Give me right. the checklist, right? And we're kind of flipping that on its head and we're saying, no, we want to train you to be able to be the person that decides and to own that decision and to lean in and have the accountability that comes with it. That's scary, 
right? That's leadership development. So we're teaching the professional skills and we're teaching the medical skills. It's all woven into this really robust series of case studies. But underlying this is this uh, environment that we're trying to create between the GO student and between all the people that they're working with in their practice, between the GO student and their peers. They're not students at this point. They're they're professional veterinarians. But creating that environment where uh, I think community development can grow, through uh, which learning and development can grow and through which we can grow owners, because I think that's really what I understand to be the future of Suveto is owners and owners and owners. You know, you hit something for me. If I, I've I've worked with one or two veterinarians and then sometimes 16 veterinarians all in the same practice. But if I knew that Dr. Mike was trying to really get good at oral surgery I'm going to start sending him cases. I'm going to say, hey, what are you having trouble on? What are you doing great in getting him in front of the staff? Like we're going to encourage him. This is what I mean. I just had a light bulb moment. I know that the practices that our GO team members are working at are now going to encourage them and get behind them because they know that's their want. So yeah, I just had another warm, fuzzy feeling well, about that. that. And Kat, that's exactly actually what I was, I was going to ask the both of you next is mm. how do you think that this program will shape two things? One, the profession and the industry, like mm. what do you think the future looks like because of this program? But before that, what do you think the impact and, and, uh, and really the experience will be like? for hospitals that have a veterinarian coming to join their team that is participating in this program. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be I mean, that's that's like a disco ball, so many facets to that answer. Uh, I so many so many answers. I I from experience when we have an extern in their clinical year at our at our practice, everybody's trying to be on their P's and Q's and talking about the life cycle of the fleas, a little bit more detailed. It's just exciting when somebody wants to learn something. You want to be a part of their story. So I really think the collaboration and the excitement, I'm excited to see how it flips upside down so many businesses, not just veterinarians, restaurant, dentist, uh, medical, human world. You start at the ground and you work yourself up on that management ladder. No, we're saying you you don't even know how to effectively spay a, a, a client-owned cat. <laughs> Maybe that's going to go home the same day. Um, but you want to sit in on our leadership. You want to know what our P&Ls look like. You you want to interview technicians and see how you can make their days better. Wait, you're, you're just now getting here. I think it's going to be really refreshing to realize that you can be taught how to be an awesome leader at the beginning of a relationship, at the beginning of your career. So that's that's one of my most exciting things is to truly see a new veterinarian in their field challenging the status quo of a practice. I think that's really foxy. What about you, Rob? Well, that's there, how do you think this will impact the profession long term? Like, you know, I, again, first year, Yeah. Uh, Let, uh, we have, we have nearly 30 early career veterinarians coming to this mm-hmm. program, you know, potentially, you know, a, a handful more, you know, mm-hmm. this is, 
this is a a program that is going to continue to compound over the years. Like what could yeah. what could this program alone do for the profession? Let me start with the the I think it was your maybe the first the second question, the hospital experience, and we'll weave that into how it shapes the profession. So for me, I think one of the things that practices who are hosting a go participant will notice right away is that not a lot changes in the initial month. Like just onboard them like you normally would any other veterinarian. It's not like we're jumping out of the gates and dropping a bunch of different stuff on you all at once. No, that's not it. We're trying to take the, the, the burden of mentorship and growth and development off of the practice leaders while still including them immense and in, in, in immersing them in that process. So how do you do that? That's a balance point, right? So I think you know, what you're going to see initially is a sense of normalcy. It's just like bringing on any other veterinarian, but you're also going to find that there's this, because of the program the students are going through, we're creating an environment that helps to, I think, one, inject a sense of curiosity and energy into, into the practice. And because it's this two-year program, it's sustained, right, over a period of years, right? So I think practice leaders will have an opportunity where they can lean into asking some open-ended questions mm. to the rest of their team, right? That maybe a go student brings, brings up and say, Hey, I noticed that we do this. What's the reason behind why we have this process or why we think about it doing it this way. And it's not necessarily because they're trying to fix anything. They're trying to understand it. Right. And they're trying to understand your thought process and how you grow and learn as a practice team. And so that's just going to be a really awesome opportunity. I think for really robust, meaningful, uh, highly engaged conversations to take place at the practice level that ultimately can drive innovation if you lean into it. Sure. Now, how does that impact the future of the profession long-term? Well, you get enough practices that are all engaged and energized by this idea of growth and development and, and looking for opportunity and seeing, seeing the work of your life, not as drudgery, but as uh, a learning <laughs> opportunity, as something that's exciting that you wake up to go to every day because you get that, that, that spark of dopamine and serotonin from all of your, your community that you're at, at your practice. I think we have a way in the future that we can re-energize uh, the veterinary community, and I think inject a sense of optimism and hope back into the future of this profession. Because my uncle is a veterinary practice owner, my wife's a veterinarian, her aunt and uncle are both practice owning veterinarians. It's really important that we keep, in my mind, ownership in the hands of veterinarians. And I think the more people that lean into that and see the opportunities with it, the more of a, a optimistic future I think we're all going to be able to see. And and you've said the word own a few times, and it's even in our name, graduation to ownership. And mm -hmm. one of the biggest threads of this, we hear the word ownership and we think you own the building, you own the practice, it's your equipment. But another part of Go is about owning who you are and giving yeah. yourself the freedom to say, no, I am going to go do yoga today. No, I am going to go get my finances in order. I mean, this program is really developing people. So we're as mentally healthy. We've set great boundaries and, and well-being is one of our Civetto pillars. And it's something that we are unwavering in on our foundation of what supports us. And so, you know, it's got, again, that kind of disco ball of fun and all sorts of angles. It's, ownership of our personal and professional lives. So you'll see all those pillars woven into the curriculum every single month and every single case study and every single case study. Yep. And again, oh. you said, you know, Go has ownership in its name, graduation to ownership. So does Suveto. Suveto yeah. stands for supporting veterinary ownership. And I see Go is just one of the many 
pathways to supporting that ownership endeavor, whether it's ownership of your you know professional journey, um, honoring your ownership aspirations, if that is independently um, or you know within a a, a more partnership model. Um, or it's also owning the choice to not be an owner at some point. Yeah. To acknowledge that through future. this exploration that you say, you know, I what I thought I wanted, I may want something different. I have a new interest. Mm-hmm. I, I have a new entrepreneurial energy. That it doesn't have to be so linear or so, you know, A to B uh, in your choices. And that's what I think is so exciting about the future of this profession. I've, I've, I've been in this industry for, for many years and I've seen the, the evolution of, of how practices transitioned ownership, um, you know, 15 years ago, how they transitioned, uh, ownership 10 years ago. And I actually think that this is a moment that we're like lighting a little stick of dynamite and they're (laughs) like, what is currently happening in the profession to say, there could be something totally different and this is your place to explore it. And in fact, that's what we celebrate and honor yeah. here at Suveto. And I think that may also trickle into our hospitals that, you know, I know as a team, we're, we're talking about some of these case studies and some of the learning and the, the peer community we are finding ways that that will show up for veterinarians within our Suveto community currently, because it's not just isolated to to new grads. Um, so I think this program is going to be a little stick of dynamite within, you know, both Suveto practices and and the entirety of the profession. Love it. An exciting catalyst. Yeah. So I will ask uh, the both of you this. First of all, Kat, um, I've known you for many years, and I think you're truly one of the coolest practice owners I know. Um, the 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 ways that you've challenged the status quo, as you've said, and embraced culture and creativity and excellence within the walls of University Veterinary Hospital in Shreveport. As an owner, what is your hope for Go participants? Like two years from now, like if you could have been a part of this program, you know, through all the trials and tribulation and blood, sweat, and tears of your ownership journey. If you could say, you know, I hope in the end of this, you realize this, what would that be? That there are other people out there like you. I I was, I felt isolated. I had my spouse, but there was nobody else who wanted to be cool, have a cool logo do benefits for your staff, raise your prices. So your employees have health benefits. Like we just did not feel that we could look into the veterinary industry for support of what we were trying to build. And we didn't have, I didn't have classmates that were wanting to do the same things. So to know that there is a group that's with me that, Hey, I can talk about, you know, the flea life cycle too. I can also talk to them about Hey, how are you with your PL understanding? You know, are you setting agendas? How often are you meeting with a practice manager? All of those types of things, inventory, PARs, and that we're still working together and that what works for them may work for me. Just that collaboration, that community, that's, I think, one of the neatest things. I would go to a meeting that I would have selected through like an online program like HR boot camp, drive over to Dallas. And I would meet, you know, 10 people and then we would scatter again and maybe exchange a number here and there. But they they might be in their 30 year difference in their practice. It's neat that all of our participants are just at the beginning of their journey and they're nothing but supported. I think that's what I'm super excited about. 
Very exciting. And Rob, I, I ask you this question with a slight twist that uh, you are by far one of the most entrepreneurial, creative, mm. open-minded individuals that I've ever met. I've learned so much from you and in your in your journey of, of allowing for this ebb and flow of entrepreneurialism and, and understanding like audiences and, 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 and value propositions and just, and how you teach that and create space for that. What do you hope that the go participants leave with two years from now that maybe you didn't have the space to learn in your yeah, early years? That's super. Um, you know, to me, when I, think about what I, I hope they walk away with. There's, there's, I don't know if hope is the right word. Cause there are certain things that we're planning for that they walk away with that I'm, I know that they're going to walk away with. They're going to walk away with more confidence. They're going to walk away with more competence. They're going to be excited for an opportunity to dig into an ownership role. The thing that I, I guess I'm hopeful for is that they, um, well, let me take a step back. I think there's two big issues that are facing the broader veterinary profession that are reflective of some of two similar issues that the individual veterinarian probably struggles with, which is the issue of well-being, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out how to have a sustainable long-term career as a veterinarian where you can be well and healthy. And the other piece is keeping up with the pace of change. Because oh, yeah. we know the future they're going into is characterized by rapid develop, rapid change, rapid, frequent disruption. It's volatile. It's uncertain. It's complex. It's ambiguous. Right. It's and that's a, a scary. There's a lot of unknowns. Right. Um, but my my hope is that by the end of this program, students have not only gotten competent and confident in taking on an ownership opportunity, but that those two things of like, I don't know how to be healthy and well as a veterinarian, and I don't know how to keep up with the pace of change or something they worry about anymore because they know how to step into that and they know how to, how to lead in that space. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful for. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up here, I will ask you both, you have been in the shoes of our our third, fourth year students, early career veterinarians, you've made choices for yourself as mm -hmm. to what is next for you. And within Suvato, you know, we, we kind of, you know, use the phrase, you know, let's vet what's next. Um, you know, again, enter in like the little drum sound, but what is your piece of advice for those that are, are choosing what's next for them, deciding what is my first job out of school? Do I want to look into the GO program? Like, what is your piece of advice as far as vetting what's next and, and, and really exploring what that first leap will be outside the walls of school? Rob's shaking. He's like, no, you go. Rob wants to take it home, Kat. You're, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's, um, It's, I'm going to have trouble putting this one into words. You might have to pause and come back. Okay. Right. Let me take a stab. Um, Courtney and I were talking on an earlier call today around how sometimes the journey uh, in business is not linear. It's not this smooth sort of arc. Uh, it might look like it from the outside in. Uh, but any ask any business owner and they'll tell you that the journey is up and down and sideways and backwards and up, you know, in circles. So sometimes it's not moving at all. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't move anywhere, right? So um, uh, and, and and I think there's a certain amount of patience that um, if I could go back to my younger self and tell them like to lean into that a little bit more, it's probably that. 
I'm more patient than my dad was and he's more patient than my grandfather was, but still like patience rings out as an important variable here. But the, and, and the reason why I think that's also important is that I hope uh, the veterinary students that are uh, looking about what's next is that they don't get too hung up on that next step being the absolute perfect next step. Mm-hmm. If it's one step to this, like forward into the side, don't get frustrated that it's not perfectly straightforward, right? You're not going to get to your end goal in hundred percent perfect efficiency, like, but you can take each step with a little bit closer direction toward that end goal. It might be to the side, it might be to the right, the left, up and down, but you're still moving just a little bit forward toward that end goal. So what is next? You may never know, but like you can probably feel that you're a little bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer. So I hope the vet students that are out there find a problem that is so big that they have to wrestle with it and struggle with it for their entire career and keep taking that step a little bit closer. It's dramatically different than what the last four years of your life have been. It's been extremely linear one year, year two, year three. What do I do in these years to propel myself forward to this end goal of graduation? And I'm a veterinarian. Um, Mm -hmm. But what happens after that? Any, any person in their professional life will tell you that you can't even anticipate Mm-hmm. Not at movement all. it will take to get wherever you are today. And um, as a, a wonderful piece of advice, Rob. Yeah, it's it's a moment of, you know, I'm I'm a goal setter. I write things down, I give myself little deadlines, and I had a great and amazing, he still is mentor through veterinary school who made us write them down. And we got them a year or so later. And it really is important, as silly as it is put pen to paper. It's old school. There's something cathartic about it. And maybe not put that deadline. It it is, there's a very interesting teeter-totter when it comes to medicine. We are taught big words and we had to say all these big words in school and we had to pass the NAVLI. And then all of a sudden you're going to get into practice and you're going to have to learn to not say the big words to the client because they don't understand that or it sounds pompous. So now all of a sudden you have to purge information, but not too much information. And it is a little linear in your day in and day out interactions as a veterinarian, because your end goal is to improve the lives of those pets and their owners. And sometimes it's by practicing amazing medicine and giving them the right prescription. So they do feel better. And sometimes it's just having open conversations because the animal we've run out of options for quality of life. And that's a conversation too. It is not, you will make mistakes. I hope everyone makes mistakes as they become a leader, because that's the only way you get your internal ethical judgment of boundaries. It is very different practicing medicine. There are true ethics of right and wrong, but when it comes to management and leadership and growth as a human, there's some awkward rubber band stages where you stretch yourself really thin. You communicate with someone, you talk to somebody, you get a cohort, you get a a mentor back involved. And then you're like, yeah, I'm going to keep stretching. I am challenging the status and this feels good or nope, I don't like that feeling. And so having those goals written down are really, really beneficial to let you kind of know where are you in your lane? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of, you did it. You you're you're graduating. Celebrate that. And then begin to say, okay, in two years where I want to be. Don't do the six months and six months and um breathe. Make mistakes. Not medical mistakes, but management. 
and not too many. We'll help you there. <laughs> oh, this was fun, friends. Thank you so much for you. joining and for talking about this program that clearly we're all very passionate and excited about. And we hope we shared a little bit of that with you today, friends. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll, we'll talk again soon. 100%. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bye guys.